Welcome to Get in the Herd, a podcast about addiction and recovery brought to you by the McShin Foundation. If you or a loved one are looking for real discussions about addiction, recovery, stigma, advocacy, and most importantly, hope, then stick around. Thanks for joining us. Now sit back and get ready for another great episode of Get in the Herd. And good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of Get in the Herd. Today, I have with me two very special guests, and I want to make sure we feel make them feel welcome and comfortable here in our space. Um, I have with us Tracy and Brogan, two of our two of our women from our women's program, here to talk about um, some challenges in recovery. To talk about. Um, really whatever's going on today. Uh, we, we opened this floor up for um, newcomers to recovery, new people to recovery. We open this space up to um, pretty much anybody in recovery. And so we, we welcome you both. Uh, let me give you an opportunity, Tracy, to introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, why you're here, and, and maybe a little bit about uh, what you're doing in recovery these days. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here today. Um, and so blessed to be um, at McShin. I have a long-standing addiction to alcohol, and also I have a long-standing addiction to food as well. Um, since I've been here at McShin, um, I have definitely grown. Um, I think one of the hardest things for me in the past before I got here was opening up to different people about the truth of where I was at in my recovery. And um, I just feel so um, honored to be here and um, be surrounded by people that are in early recovery, late recovery, and it has helped me to open up a lot more and talk about really what's going on with me. Um, that, um, that being said, um, all through my childhood, uh, my family of origin just really never talked about their their feelings. Um, so I was by myself a lot as a child, and um, so that I was it was instilled in me not to share my feelings about things. Um, I started drinking at the age of twelve, and um, had a a eating disorder that developed. Um, by the age of 13 and um, started to, um, I was bulimic for many years and um, have gone through recovery for that. And um, yeah, so I, I just, I feel, I just feel so excited about my life today. Um, I know that I can, I know I have people around me that want me to do well. I want to do well as well too so um yeah i mean well welcome welcome tracy thank you <laughs> and i appreciate you sharing um your story and sharing some of the things that uh, have brought you here today uh, one thing about tracy she is um not quite staff but you're in a like a sort of a limbo staff position and i i, I have a lot of respect for the limbo staff position you're in because i held that position i was the herder called a herder and this person is tasked with helping everybody stay in the herd 
And what that means, you know, we, we say get in the herd, but we actually mean that literally, you know, keep in the herd physically. Um, so it gets cold and, and warm, but the, the person is tasked with making sure that everybody gets to uh, group and back to group and out to the smoke kind of is participants. And it's a, I, I found it to be an extremely rewarding position. I loved being in that role. Um, so I, I'm really grateful that that you're here and sharing your experience, strength, and hope with us because I, I love you in that role too. Yeah, thank so, you. Yeah. Thank you. Rogan, welcome. And thank you. and thank you for coming. I, I I know this is out of your comfort zone and I and I am so, so um grateful that you've chosen to get out of your comfort zone and come and talk to us. And and so welcome. Who are you? Why are you here? And 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 what, what do you want to share about yourself? Well, I'm Brogan. I'm an alcoholic. I came to McShin back in February. I've been in recovery since around November of last year. Um, when I first got here, I was still struggling with the concept of if I needed to be here, my family wanted me to come. And at first it was just for them. Mm -hmm. But as I've been here, I've been thinking about my like past and I've realized like, this is exactly where I need to be. And growing up when just why I've been here, I thought about my past and what's kind of like led me to be here. Um, I had an eating disorder when I was 16, started drinking around then, and then kind of got worse when I was in college, kept having the eating disorder, had to drop out of college, and I focused on the eating disorder at first and then um, so I could keep drinking and then mm. I finally realized, well, the drinking's actually the problem that I need to focus on. So, mm. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, how have you been able to, how have you been able to work with McShin and, and, and to, to over, how, how have you been working on your recovery, you know, for these, these two separate, but also the same problems for both of you? you, you um, yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not quite sure what I'm asking there. Yeah, it, no, no. Um, uh, yeah. Sorry. Well, no, it's okay. I appreciate you. The, I, I didn't actually have any idea where this conversation was going to go today when I asked, hey, come and, and do this today. So I appreciate you coming and sharing what are very deeply personal um, and private struggles. I will just say this for myself. Um, I um, and I'm, am a serial isolator when I'm not, um, you know, around people. Um, I can just hold up in my house. <laughs> and what I have found here at McShin is a lot of love, a lot of laughter, a lot of good recovery, um, going to groups every day and learning more and more, not only about the disease of addiction, but about myself and things that and topics come up where I know that I need to work on something and it's just been an experience like no no other really um, the staff is fantastic um, very open everybody that works here is in is in recovery and I really love that no one is better than anybody else no one has a you know a hierarchy um it's it's just a great place to be i feel like this is home to me yeah i, I like that home the laughter piece and that home <laughs> feeling right yeah 
How about yourself, Brogan? Um, well, I've actually gotten the longest time, like while I've been focusing on my recovery, the longest time I have gone without acting on my eating disorder has been at McShen. So it was a place where I felt comfortable because of the staff and like actually being able to go to people with my problems. And then when I was here during the summer, in the beginning of the summer, I was able to go off my meds that I've been on for five years. And that helped me mentally because I felt like I was in a safe area. So that's, yeah. that's fantastic. If you look up here um, on our board, uh, we have, for those of you listening, we are watching uh, the Facebook live feed. So we get comments from, from people posting as we go. Um, how do you feel about that? You see Honesty Liller up there saying, and Honesty is our CEO saying, Love these ladies, you know. Uh, we have Gwen. Hi, Gwen. Good to see you. Gwen is a is a regular uh, listener. She says you are so brave, Broken. How does that How does that make you feel seeing stuff like that up there? It makes me feel good about myself. For a while, I didn't like talking about my past. Since I've been here, I've been able to actually open up and share things I haven't before. So that makes me feel very good. Thank you, Gwen. What about what about you? How does how does it feel looking at that? It, I mean, it's it's it's. I, I love honesty. We've been friends for a long time. Um, <clears throat> also, that my husband uh, commented up there, and I can't really read it because I don't have my glasses on. I'm sorry, <laughs> um, but yeah, just um, seeing that people are like engaged and um, you know commenting, and, and I know that's like some that's like support, you know, for us. So, so Russell N, uh, because yes, I because yes. I know the other people up there. Yeah, Russell N, who is listening right now on the Facebook, <laughs> he says, "Love the hot lady in the Buffalo um, Bills sweatshirt." My God, I'm proud of you, Tracy. <laughs> Go Bills! I wasn't, and I wasn't sure whether to put it up or not. I was like, uh, and then I didn't read. I clicked it by accident, and I was like, like "Oh, I hope this is a family member." It like, is. It get real it interesting is. real quick. It's my crazy husband. <laughs> well, so so we've we've. We've entered into a topic. I, I don't know a lot about a lot of things. And you, you've brought up a subject that I, I know very, very little about. And I'm curious um, because I know substance use disorders and, and other issues, um, <laughs> I'm try what am I trying to say, are very often tied together. And so tackling things you know, as separate entities or together, um, I, I'm sure must be challenging. You know, it's, it's, it's so... How are you? How are you working? You know to tackle other the, these other issues, the the eating disorder issues that that you've that you just discussed. Um, I, I and and referring to a comment up here by one of our other listeners, Joey, um, saying you know the honesty and vulnerability part um, has gotten him very far. Joey's a person in recovery, lives in our housing. Uh, one of my friends, you know who Joey is. You know, he's up there watching and and I, I, I can't echo the vulnerability part enough that Joey speaks about. And so how how you guys <laughs> share. Well, I'll just like share my experience with it. Um when I was in my early twenties, um, I realized um my my eating disorder took off again. I was in recovery at that time um, for my alcohol use at the time. I had just joined AA. And um, what, I, what I realized is that the eating disorder is really about um, control. It's about a way to control my life because everything around me seems so out of control. 
And, you know, going back to the first, when it first started for me was when I was 12 years old. And that was, that was also the, the age that I began drinking. That was when I took my first drink. So for me, it was about controlling my environment, Hmm. you know, and um, yeah, that's just my take on it and my feeling on it. Brogan, how have we been able to, how has McShin been able to help with the the eating disorder and what else can we do to help you, the two of you and others who, you know, may also have a, a disorder that needs to be addressed? Um, well, I've actually been to like, what I said in the beginning, I went to some clinics to um, help me with it at first. They never really worked. I wasn't really committed I guess I finally felt safe here, so I was able to get the longest, also clean time with that. Mm. And yeah, um, the vulnerability part of it was kind of like, for me, my eating disorder was always about my self-esteem and not really believing what other people told me, not really seeing that in myself. And the drinking played a part in that when it was kind of like a way to escape myself. I understand that feeling. I understand that feeling of control, wanting to control my environment. You know, as I drank and consumed other substances, you know, I I thought I was controlling how I felt. And to a sense, I guess to a degree, I was controlling how I felt, but to a, obviously to a detriment. Um, What's it like living in the female houses? What's going on in there? Are you both in the same house? Yes. Yes. Okay. How are you? Are you roommates? No, we're no. next door neighbors. Next door neighbors. <laughs> so tell us, what what are the what are the secrets of living in a in a house together with a bunch of women? It's it's wonderful, actually. You know, um, because you're able to um, connect with, you know, the women that you live with. You find out more more, you know, positive and negative things about people. But that's life, you know. So it it's kind of like teaching me. Um, to be open-minded and willing. Um, I'm like currently the house leader there. So that's been a whole new experience for me, but I love it. I like to, you know, um, I, I like to encourage the Mm. women to try something different, like with their recoveries and stuff like that. It gives us, gives us a chance to hang out together. Um, you know, Today, when I was at lunch, um, I called one of my housemates because she had, uh, I didn't know where she was. And I was like, yeah, just checking in with you to see if you're okay, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's what we do for each other, you know? So... It's a good thing. Yeah, and 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 Bergen, when when I when I first came here as a participant, um, my house leader and I shared a lot of similar backstory, so we became really close, um, relatively close. And and I had somebody I trusted and I could talk to about the squirrels in my brain, you know. And so that was really helpful for me. Um, he taught me accountability. He taught me a lot of different things. The house did too, but you know, he, he specifically. So how are you doing with that? You know, the accountability piece, how are you working with the other women in the house to be held accountable, but also holding other people accountable? Um, 
I need help being being held accountable. <laughs> and, we all do. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the girls work with me. I try to help other people too. I feel like I've been around here for a while. So I've really got to build relationships with girls in the houses. Even um, I recently just came back and I see my old friends again, living with some of the same girls. It feels great. I'm actually really happy that Tracy has been our house house leader because I met her back in Chesterfield house and I was able to learn more like, Oh, she also deals with an eating disorder. So like, yeah. I was like, she's easy to talk to. She was actually my roommate in <laughs> yeah. Chesterfield. Uh -huh, okay. <laughs> yeah. We were roommates in Chesterfield. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I don't know. It makes me feel happy that she's in charge of our house and she kind of understands some of the issues I'm facing. Some girls who have been in my house, with me before, like know some of the like signs of when I'm not doing well. So that's kind of been like helpful for me. They'll like be, be like, Brogan, okay, you need to get straight now. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just been a good experience. So I, I, I'm going to ask you a question about, about, uh, oh, about an hour ago, I came downstairs to the first floor and I asked uh, out of the blue, I said, hey, would I asked Tracy first. I said, would you like to be part of the podcast? And then I turned around and looked at you, Brogan. And, and what was your response when I asked you if you, if you wanted to, if you would join us on the podcast today? No, I have anxiety. And at <laughs> first, you also said, do you want to help me with something at two? And I said, if it's not the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think you said, it, yes, you said something. If it's, if, it's, if it's not something like the podcast, and I said, it's exactly like the podcast. I think I said, it's not like the podcast. It is the podcast. I think that's what I said. Yeah. Um, and yet here you are. And, and I, have to, I have to give you huge props for that, right? Getting out of our comfort zone, you know? For me, <sighs> You know, I, I grew up in a loud family, so I had to be either loud to be heard or I had to, you know, hide under. We had this. It's a long story, but I had to hide under the table or other places. And and, and sometimes I did that, you know, but sometimes I was also really loud. And you find, you know, I guess with any anywhere you find how you fit in. And, you know, so it, it, it comes a little more naturally, I think, for me to do this, you know, to just to do this and jump in because I, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I just, it, but there are plenty of things I don't take, you know, that aren't natural to me, you know, paying my taxes on time, you know, uh, that are uncomfortable that are comfortable for other people. I get really twisted when I have to do anything with my car, like mentally break down. If my dad's watching, it's all because of you. Um, <laughs> I mean that with love, <laughs> but you know, the, the reality is it's like the uncomfortability part. That's like when we're here at McShin, we're going to be faced with situations that are uncomfortable. You know, in life, we're going to be faced with situations uncomfortable, right? This is like the, the opportunity to grow from those situations. So I'm so grateful you actually, you know, I didn't, I, I probably tried to manipulate and persuade, but, you know, I, 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 you know, if you had said no, I wouldn't have given you grief or anything. You're not going to get an F for recovery today. <laughs> you know, that's not how this works. But you took the leap and you're here. And now that you're here, are you mad at me? <laughs> no, I mean, still a bit nervous, but... um. I don't know. It's been, it's not as bad as I thought. And I don't know when you first asked me, I was like, no, but then I thought about it. I was like, well, I recently came back to mission and I'm trying to do things differently with my recovery. So I thought this might help me put me in the right direction. 
cool. Well, I, would, I would, you know, I would go to say like for us, you know, for, from the male perspective, this is definitely an uncomfortable topic, you know, with eating disorders. Cause I mean, not even though there are males that deal with that, you know, I think the other ramifications of how, how this could be helpful to like other, not just women, but just individuals, you know, that maybe stuff or going through the same thing. And then when you ice it over with addiction on top of it, mm -hmm. that leaves a huge, you know, a huge opportunity to, to help bring a message of hope. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I don't, I don't know much about the topic. Um, and so I, I, I don't really know what's, you know, I didn't, I'm not informed on this. And so the two of you coming in here and it's expressed in the comments uh, that are going through the Facebook feed right now, you know, how, how incredible it is that you're being vulnerable, how important, you know, Gwen says again, the control piece that you mentioned, Tracy is important. Thanks for, thanks for being vulnerable and sharing, she says. Um, and, and Johnny Fab, Johnny Fab, thank you. Uh, he's a long-term listener. He's up in uh, Pennsylvania, probably really snowed in right now. And he goes, woohoo. <laughs> um, and if you or does he just say woo? I can't. I, he, he says woo like Ric Flair. So <laughs> woo like I don't know what that. I no, no, he says woo, but it, like Ric Flair. You I don't, I don't know it. what that means. Who's Ric Flair? Oh my goodness! Did I age myself? <laughs> but yet, yet you knew the uh, Admiral Akbar yesterday. But yeah, you don't know the Ric Flair today. So, <laughs> <laughs> he was the, he's he was the guy. He's passed away now, but. Um, he was a wrestler. He had the long blonde hair. Did you ever watch wrestling when you were growing up? I mean, Hulk Hogan, but not really. No. Okay, this guy was before Hulk Hogan. Oh. He was he was like the main guy, like it, with you know the Saturday morning wrestling <laughs> shows. Yeah. Johnny yeah. and Johnny Fab is actually younger than I am too, so <laughs> I think yeah. he is. He, yeah. Um. <laughs> you need to have a talk with him well, about Ric Flair. And I tell you, if you are. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting grief from from some of the other from other some of the other uh, commenters here. Um, if you are not friends with Johnny Fab on Facebook, you absolutely should be friends with Johnny Fab on Facebook. He's a person in recovery up in Pennsylvania. He's part of the Recovery Advocacy Project, and and Johnny Fab is constantly posting um, TikToks, and I uh, that are that are absolutely hilarious. Um, he he, uh, well he he does these. He he does these uh, voice not a voiceover but what do you call that um, he lip syncs certain scenes but he's very dramatic and so it's fun to watch he he cracks me up all the time who else is up there Joanne Vance Joanne Vance. okay she says I'm going to send you a Ric Flair meme Nathan oh God I'm going to be getting grief about this even I know who Rick oh, all right well <laughs> all right well uh, clearly I'm going to be did you know who Ric Flair was. Not really. I don't know much about wrestling. I know She's who so the serious. Undertaker is, but oh, that's well, that's all. I know Hulk Hogan, but that's I know that yeah. one too. But yeah, and and you know what? We, we must be kindred spirits, Brogan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, separated by decades. <laughs> what, what are you? Twenty three. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. Not twenty three. Um. <laughs> I won't even mention my age. Oh, <laughs> well, honesty says you've been friends for 13 years. Yeah. So, oof. I guess you both met when you were kids, clearly. Um, <laughs> no. I think so, we've known each other longer than that, but that's okay. Don't I'll tell take her. the 13 years. I think honesty I is younger her. than I am, too. Yeah. yeah she, she's younger. I, I'm the, I think I'm the oldest one here, actually, except for uh, uh, John oh. on staff. I think. I'm older than uh, you. 
maybe not. Maybe Joyce. <clears throat> um, anyway, back to back to <laughs> back to you guys here. So, so we were talking. We've been talking a little bit about um, living together in the female houses and and whatnot. But tell us how the the holidays are coming up, right? Tell us what y'all are doing to prepare for the holidays. Um, both here at McShin, you know, in your house at, at uh, I won't say where you live, but in the house where you are and also in your personal lives. What do you what do you have planned for the holidays? Well, I'm hoping to spend some time with um, my ladies in the house. I'm hoping that we have some type of like little uh, n- not a meeting, but, you know, get together. And I then I am going to um, spend most of the holidays with my family, mm. my husband and my two children. Two children. Okay. Yep. They are older. One is 27 and the other is 18. So. All right. Will you, will you also be spending the holidays with your husband and two children, Bergen? <laughs> I wish. Um, <laughs> but not too soon. No. 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 Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll be spending Christmas back home in Lynchburg with um, my mom, my dad, and my brother. One brother won't be home for Christmas, and I'm upset at him. But mm. um, we normally have a Christmas Eve party, and it's my mom's favorite time of the year. And last year was my first Christmas Eve sober, Christmas mm-hmm. too. I had just gotten out of rehab for the first time, like the day before Christmas Eve. So that was an interesting experience. I had not been sober at one of those parties for a while, but I mean, it really wasn't bad. And the sad thought is this year, like I was worrying about like, oh, like I'll be around alcohol again and stuff. Like people will be drinking, but I mean, we're, ha- we're not even having it this year. And that's like a little sad for me because yeah. I'm so used to it. And it's like, yeah, I don't have to worry about it. But everyone last year knew, like, my family and friends knew it, what had been going on. They understood I was in recovery now. So it's a little sad, but I'm still excited to, like, spend a close Christmas Eve with my family. So we talk about recovery and we talk about the tools that we get in recovery because I am a person in recovery, you know, as you know. And, and, and I'm a person who recognizes that, I have self-destructive tendencies. You know, my, my, my gut thinking is often not good thinking, you know? So recovery means that I gain this tool chest of ways to, to handle when my thinking goes a little squirrely, you know? And we, we learn these tools together. We share these tools with each other through mixtion or, and, and through our pathway, our recovery pathways. How are we going to utilize those tools when we get to the holidays, when we're going into those places? So when, when we're not here holding each other accountable in the house, when we're with our family and when something comes up, when, when that moment arises, because nowadays, like, I know when I go somewhere, you know, I can be triggered at any moment. I was with uh, Joey Jewell, who, Joey J, who was uh, commenting here earlier. I was with him a couple weeks ago up in Prince William County. And we stopped and had breakfast before doing what we were doing. And we stopped and, and I looked around at the hotels that were behind where we were. And I went, I have used in most of those hotels. And Joey looked at those hotels and said, so have I. And, and we had another person in recovery with us. And the three of us just sat there. And you know what we did? We ate breakfast and then we went on with our day. Like we didn't use. Which is the miracle, right? Because I thought about 
for a minute, I thought about all the horrible things I've done. You know, I thought about, oh gosh, I did all that there. And oh God. And, and many of those times when I was doing things like that, I was being taken away. Or I was, my disease was taking me away from being with my family on Christmas, being with my family on Thanksgiving or other holidays and other memorable events. And, and even when I was there, I wasn't very often present. So, you know, I, I can go now to my families, you know, and sit there with them. And every once in a while, I'll remember, oh, the last time I was here for this holiday, I wasn't present mentally. You know, I was stuck and I'll start to slip into remorse. But I have tools. I have people I can call on. I have people I can talk to. And, and I can also stop and take a breath. What tools do y'all have preparing for what I think is going to be, you know, what is inevitability, really? You know, those moments of, oh my gosh, I really should, you know, maybe, 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 maybe using is a good idea right now. When that moment comes up, what are we going to do? So thoughts on this? My first thought is to, um, I have a sponsor and she has a sponsor and she has a sponsor. Um, I have a toolbox full of numbers that I, people that I can call. Also, um, you know, pray and meditate. Can, you know, I do that um, each morning, you know, it keeps me in check um, spiritually. And, um, you know, Christmas especially is difficult for me just because my, my father died like 12 years ago on Christmas Eve. So, you know, um, I always think about that on, 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 you know, around the Christmas time, you know, cause he's not there. So, um, you know, he died from natural causes, but still it's, it's something that, that brings up emotion, you know? with me it's gotten better over the years but yeah I, I like christmas time i think that it's it's um just my family usually just makes breakfast and we hang around the tree and open open gifts and it's just a very chill day cool yeah. very very cool yeah very cool same question bergen um well, for the holidays, my um, even when I go home, this is always my biggest distraction. My dog Cookie, <laughs> I just walk her, play with her. She's like I like my focus while I'm there because I don't. I'm in Richmond, so I don't get to have her. But she is a big like part of helping me, just kind of focusing in in on her. Because I mean, I remember when I was like always drinking, and I wasn't really the best person to take her for walks but I mean I also got my brother and they're all they've all been really good with um kind of keeping me in check and like making sure even though I won't be home that long they want me to be like around them I do have a tendency to isolate so they just kind of keep an eye on me which has always been nice well I have, I have two follow-up questions for you Brogan uh the first follow-up question is what kind of dog Mini Australian Shepherd mix. That that sounds like a big hairy dog. Is that is that a no? It's it's a mini, oh mini. You said mini. mini. So she's fluffy, but uh, like uh, yeah, she looks like an Oreo. So <laughs> I like fluffy dogs. <laughs> um, and the second follow up question. Um, oh, I got distracted by the dog talk. I, I don't remember the, the oh the the. I got distracted. I don't remember my follow up question. Hmm. Hmm. Well, we'll come back to that. Um, I have a, I have a, a follow-up thought for the both of you. Uh, one thing that I've learned 
for me that helps and maybe it'll help you we talked about it a little bit yesterday with the guys um, when I am going into a situation where I know that there's a potential to be uncomfortable I will prepare myself for that by setting up regular either calls or texts with people but also what I'll do is this you know I remember that at Christmas especially you know the holidays where we all have shared experience well we go out into the world and have different experiences that are, you know, could be potentially uncomfortable. I have regular people that I check in on, you know, and so when I'm checking in on somebody else and I'm, I'm looking and, and holding, not holding accountable, but, but just looking at, looking out for somebody, you know, it helps me to remember, you know, it's not all about me. You know, I, I do want to retreat into all about me and, oh, the pain and all the things that I've done. All the all the things have been done to me. Actually, is kind of where I go with that, and and my sister's watching. So sorry, Robin, um, but uh, you know I, I do want to retreat into that, and 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 I can get stuck in, I can get mired in that 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 self pity, self there, you know, oh, you know, I didn't I didn't get the pony when I was twelve. <laughs> no, that's not really a thing. Sorry, um, but but you know something like that, you know. And so so when I have somebody else that I'm looking after, you know, looking at for, you know, I'm able to, you know, have regular check-ins with somebody. You know, somebody might remember. You know, if I if I'm with my family, my family is actually pretty cool, and it's not just because Robin's watching. <laughs> Although I love you. Um, oh, look at that! My sister is watching right now. She's so I'm. I know I'm going on a tangent here, but my sister, she's Robin Scott down there, right? Robin says animals can give such unconditional love. Love cookie for you. I love that. You would love my sister, actually. Yeah. You really would. She would love you too. Um, both of you would. Mm -hmm. uh, I love my sister. She's out in Texas. But um, <laughs> I'm reading this. Some triggers make me sick, says Joanna Vance. Thankfully, we have control of our responses to those triggers. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I and go on what Joanna says is like, I, I, I don't have control over how I react, how my feelings go, right? My feelings are my feelings, and I, I don't know, always have rational reasons for why my feelings are. What I get control over um, with a program of recovery is how I respond to those feelings. So, you know, the, the miracle starts with not using, you know, or not doing the self-destructive behavior, the self-hurting behavior. That's, that's where the miracle begins, I think. And then growing from there to leading a life worth living, to actually helping the next person, to actually finding joy and gratitude and, and being of service to, that, for me anyway, this is my humble opinion over here. So as a, as a thought, you know, incorporating some preemptive strategies, you know, going into the holidays for me is helpful. You know, I, I, I prepared for example, yesterday it rained all day, you know? I packed two pairs of socks in my bag with me with the thought that I could possibly get my feet wet and I hate having wet feet, wet socks, you know? I was preemptive in my thinking, you know? Turned out I didn't need them, but it was, you know, it's history has shown that when I don't bring a pair, of, a change of socks, I'm very miserable, <laughs> you know? Not that I'm gonna necessarily use over that, but it's like, what can I do to prepare myself for some inevitabilities? And one of those inevitabilities for me is that wherever I go, there is a potential for me to be triggered to want to use. You know, I am not exempt. 
And so to prepare for that, you know, I have people I call on a regular basis. I look after people um, that I meet and, you know, I, I just, I, I try to remain focused on present time awareness and I do a lot of breathing exercises. Um, I'm a very hyper guy, as you know. And so I, I, you know, I need to do a lot of breathing exercises so that I can be the calm and after hours guy that I am now. That's a long joke. <laughs> so we've talked about that. We, I, I know that, um, our, our time is a little bit short today uh, because, oh, Joanna, thank you. Uh, our time is a little bit short today. Um, I want to give an opportunity for you guys to, to share anything else that's going on. What are you doing? What's on recovery? What's, what's fun? Like, 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 you know, I, I'm not, I didn't get into recovery to be miserable, right? You know, I'm not part of that glum lot we talk about. What are you doing for fun? What's going on? Tell us about boys, girls, whatever. Brogan. Um, well, yeah. Is there I anybody mean, special hang- in your life today, Brogan? Um, anyway, <laughs> I, I mean, I like hanging out with friends. That's always a distraction. Just being around funny people. Like I tend mm. to be like, I can be quiet. So I'm like, okay, I need like someone funny to entertain me or someone to like talk to me. So I don't know. Sometimes. And then once people get to know me, they kind of get me out of my comfort zone. So that's always easier. Um, things that we're doing that are fun in recovery. Um, I don't know, being in the house is fun, like having the Christmas tree up right now. Yeah. Like just, it's just been really nice. Mm. And um, I come to the church for groups during the day and that helps me kind of, it helps me think about recovery through my day while I'm sitting in the groups, processing my past and what I need to work on um yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay good stuff good stuff i I love that you mentioned the christmas trees right (laughs) Uh, for those of you who don't know we we do operate out of a out of the church but we are not affiliated with the church we just rent a wing of a church building we are a non-profit non-religious organization um and we do have our programming here but we do have in all the houses we have 11 houses total uh we invited the participants and we provided some uh, some material to decorate Christmas trees and we had a contest and I think all but two of the houses I think set up trees and decorated and and it was a it was a it was something that started last year uh, when uh, when a board member Lisa Bennett donated uh, donated some trees and so we, we again did that this year and it was really spectacular yesterday as a staff member uh, as the trees were being looked at to be judged, we got pictures all day long of all the Christmas trees. And everybody made us laugh the whole way through. It was really awesome uh, to get that experience. So I'm really glad that you mentioned that because I, I think that's important for me in the house. You know, I, I no longer live in the housing. I moved out about three weeks ago and I, I still go over to the Sunnybrook house where I had just been. I, I still go to the houses occasionally. Um, but it's nice to see that connection to something bigger than ourselves. You know, whether or not you believe in Christianity, blah, 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 you know, it's, it's a tradition, really. So it's kind of nice to have those traditions. So thoughts from you. What goes on? What do you do for fun? Um, actually, I try to walk home every day mm-hmm. after, after I come here, you know. It's like four blocks. I know, but you know what? It gives me <laughs> no, time it's to, it's, it, it's like, yeah. yeah, it's like, you know, a mile, you know. Is it? Mm-hmm, it I'm is. sorry, I was making fun of you a little bit. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> and I, I enjoy walking. Yeah. I enjoy walking and going outside. I love being outside. 
Um, one of the things I, I missed about home is my dog as well. Yeah. Uh, dog and uh, two cats. And I miss them. I'm like a, I'm like a cat, dog, animal person. So, but, you know, when I walk home, I usually um, just like rattle through my head, like how my day went and, you know, and how nice it is to be outside and, you know, because I was here in the fall, and so I got to see all the leaves changing and stuff like that, and I enjoy that while I'm at home as well. But you know, just getting a little bit of exercise it really kind of gets my endorphins going. Yeah. You know, so I like it. I love it. Do uh, I? I was at y'all's house for for uh, for think. Were you guys there? Actually, I forget. Were you still at Chesterfield? I went uh, with my. Fi- well, I was there. You yeah. were there. Yeah, I came a little late, but I was there for dinner. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and you were with family. I was with family. Yes. Yeah. So, so the women of of the house where these two live, uh, a lot of the a lot of well, a lot of the women there, but also other people, um, cooked a huge Thanksgiving dinner, mm-hmm. a fantastic Thanksgiving dinner. That was a lot of fun. We put the tables out, the chairs. So that was nice. And do y'all eat meals together? Do you guys do things together at the house? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, the other night, um, me and two of my other roommates, like we played Cards Against Humanity, if I can say that. You can say <laughs> <laughs> um, So that was fun, you know. And um, we all kind of end up in the kitchen at the same time when we when we get home from the church mm. or, you know, somebody's coming home from, from work or whatnot, you know. Um, so, yeah, so we get time to chat and we go to meetings together. You guys have that big open uh, space. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think I think of all the houses. That's my favorite. That's my favorite type of space. Mm-hmm. You know, open kitchen, open floor plan there because it, it does encourage that. You mm-hmm. know, with that big bar in the middle mm-hmm. of the room or that big not bar, but island in the middle of the kitchen area. Yes. Um, yeah, that's kind of cool. It does sort of invite games mm-hmm. and food and um, laughter. Uh, laughter, laughter is so important. So what, let's look up here real quick. Um, Debbie Rosenbaum, uh, good to see you, Debbie. De- she's she's a longtime listener um, and a board member. Uh, she's she says grateful for you, ladies, today. How can families help those early in recovery during the holidays? Ooh, good question. Very good question. How can families help but not enable and not hurt? Any thoughts? Hmm. Bring Cookie to visit. Yes. I don't know. Um, since I've been in recovery, I mean, my family still will occasionally drink around me, but I mean, they've gotten much, I mean, they're very respectful. They don't want to trigger me. Um, it's kind of like, it's it's easy. They support my recovery because they're the ones who wanted me to go because they could see my problem. It just took me a while to see it. But I mean, yeah, when I'm home, I feel comfortable. Even sometimes when I'm just visiting, they don't feel the need to drink in front of me. Like it's, it's just nice, and I, I've gotten to the point where I don't really, I mean, yeah, I don't really care when they're drinking in front of me. Mm. Like, I can be somewhere, and it just doesn't really bother me. I know I can't do that. They have the ability where they can, so. Good point. Thoughts? Um, I think, um, I mean, Christmas is, is the holidays in general just are stressful for a lot of people, not just people that are in recovery. But um, I feel like um, my first Christmas sober, um, you know, was challenging, but I let people know, um, you know, I didn't keep it to myself. I let people know that I was in recovery and, and you know, just opened up to them about, you know, 
what I was doing. And I think most people were respectful of that. Good stuff. You know? Yeah. What else do we have over here? Brilliant. Brilliant. Jeff Breedlove says, um, let's see. So the older, <laughs> I'm older than you. <laughs> All right. Well, Gwen, <laughs> I appreciate that. And thank you, Robin. My sister, she says she's a dinosaur too. She doesn't know him either going back to Ric Flair. So now I don't feel so stupid. <laughs> you know, some of us didn't grow up with, uh, Watching that sort of thing, we, we we watched we watched bird documentaries. Actually, we, we, it's, it's funny. I just had a, a, a random thought, but we we grew up watching a lot of JFK um, conspiracy theories <laughs> from our stepfather. It's pretty funny. I just thought of that. Um, thank you both for being here today, and I, I I can't tell you how grateful I am to to see you come out of your comfort zone. To see you come. This is not comfortable, really, to just jump in. I appreciate you jumping in and being a part of this and, and you know, sharing what is a very vulnerable uh, story. So, uh, Todd, do you have any closing thoughts? No, I think I'm good. I, you know, it was a good conversation. I mean, I really think that there's a lot of, um, <clears throat> a lot of, a lot of content here that can help not just maybe yourselves down the road. If you find you're struggling, you can come back to watch it and or there's other people that are going through the same thing. You guys really, whether you realize it or not, you dealt the hope with, you know, some some serious card ha playing hands there yeah. today. So good, good hope dealing. It was good. It was yeah. good. Yeah, so. yeah. These are the these are the conversations I love. You know, here in this room, right? Um, keep it real. Keep it honest, and and you know, bring some hope. So, thank you again for participating. Thank you all for listening, participating on the Facebook live feed. Thank you, Todd, our intrepid producer. And I just want to say happy holidays to all of y'all. I don't know. We will be back tomorrow. No. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, we. we will. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'm sorry. I don't mean to put you on the spot. Um, well, no, actually, no, we won't because I'll be in. I'll be in Maryland tomorrow. Okay. So, so I'm sorry. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So we'll be back Tuesday though. Tuesday. So, so going so. going forward with the show, we're we're gonna be uh, when when Alex gets back from jail. <laughs> um, I love that. I I love saying that, um, and uh, I know he doesn't love hearing that. Uh, but but when he gets back uh, next week, uh, we're all gonna sit down and talk about going forward and what we want to you know how we want to move this forward because these are really great conversations. And so making sure that we continue the conversation, continue the recovery stories, and bringing the policymakers in here. So you know in incorporating you know, our advocacy through our stories. And so your stories, you know, they go out. People, thousands of people are going to listen to these stories. You know, sorry. <laughs> I see that. I see that. Oh, my God. I see that terror in your eyes there, Rogan. But, you know, thousands of people are going to listen to these stories and, and hopefully, you know, learn something from that. So anyway, look, if I can do it, you can do it, right? That's the whole idea. If you can do it, somebody else can do it. You guys are awesome. You were so awesome. Thank you for coming today. I'm going to just shut up and say thanks. Todd, kick it off. Have a great day, everybody. Hi, everyone. I'm Honesty Liller. I am the CEO of the McShen Foundation and a woman in long-term recovery. Since May 27, 2007, I have not used drugs or alcohol. Woo -woo. Thank you so, so much to the Richmond Times-Dispatch and all of our voters for getting the Herd podcast. 
Those podcasts are amazing. Not only has it helped thousands upon thousands of people in their recovery, as well as family members, but it has helped me in my personal recovery. I get to listen to them now in my car through Spotify and iHeartRadio. And it's just really, really important for us to be innovative in the addiction field and the recovery community. So when COVID hit, we had to be innovative. You know, we really had to think of like, what can we do to reach people that cannot go to 12-step meetings? smart recovery, faith-based, whatever, um, that we're shutting down constantly. So we were innovative here at McShin. Let's start podcast. So with Todd, John, Alex, um, and some other staff, you know, we all just kind of jumped in who can do what. And um, with Todd's lead and John's lead, the podcasts have been amazing and we're still doing them today. So I want to thank you for all of your votes and all of your energy and all of your support of our mission of healing families and saving lives. Thanks.